Before we begin, we've got a few news items to send your way. The first one comes to us from the Rhode Island Todd Classic. And, you know, just what an event. Uh, we had adverse conditions, big winds, big seas. But, um, you know, just about everybody who entered went out. Um, it was evident, you know, you drive around Narragansett Bay and you just see boats up against the western shores everywhere, just trying to tuck out of the wind, trying to fish this thing. And in spite of all that, we still had some impressive fish. There were three 12-pound fish that led the uh, boating division. The winner was Rich Rajpal um, with a 12.12 pounder, if I remember correctly. Second place was Captain Robbie Taylor with a 12.10 pounder. And then the third place winner was James Matino, and that fish weighed 12.08 pounds. So you, that, you heard that right. Six hundredths of a pound separated the top three uh, biggest fish in the boat division. Pretty impressive stuff. Um, and there were prizes all around for the shore division, the kayak division, the youth division. Um, and, the, uh, and also the team win went to Team No Sleep. That was... Uh, headed by Captain Robbie Taylor, and uh, they entered, I think it was 66.64 pounds for six fish. I did the math on that. It's about 11.7 pound average. That's pretty impressive. So um, you see the picture here. They uh, took home a cool five Gs for that win. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty awesome. But this tournament is one of the best you're going to find. It's run by Ralph Kraft and his crew from Crafty One Customs, and it is it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how smoothly everything goes. The people that he has surrounding him at this thing are all great people. Uh, they seem happy to be there. Everything is just goes smoothly and just feel the camaraderie there is just unbelievable. Um, really looking forward to next year's event. Hopefully they're going to run it again. And, um, you know, the big thing is they had, what did they have? They had 598 paid participants hailing from 11 states. The furthest state was, was Hawaii. Uh, two people came from Hawaii to fish the tournament. Um, just, just an unbelievable event. Uh, benefits the Three Angels Fund, which uh, you know helps out families who are dealing with a cancer diagnosis. That's that's important work. I've been through it, and um, you know, so just you know, I just want to say, really, as a thank you from all of us, everyone who fished it, everyone who um, who observed this thing. Thanks, thank you, Ralph. Thank you, the crew of Crafty One Customs. I mean, just an amazing event, an amazing cause, and just seemed to go off without a hitch. So, uh, you know, big applause to you guys. Next up, we're going to do a quick rundown of what's going on in the Dream Boat Challenge this week. We had two new entries that made the Dream Boat leaderboard this week. The first was a 2.25-pound porgy caught by Darren Tremel of Brick, New Jersey. This was good enough for the 10th spot in the category. Next was a first-place 4.28-pound black sea bass landed by Andre Ledeau of Beckett, Massachusetts. The top three remain unchanged. We have Kyle Krause holding third place with 15 points, Eddie Terrabile hanging tough in second place with 18 points, and Bobby Cifarelli leading the world with a comfortable 24 points. The Dreamboat Fishing Challenge is the fisherman subscriber-only multi-species fishing competition with a chance to win a 21-foot Steigercraft center console powered by Yamaha, along with many other great prizes. Visit thefisherman.com to subscribe and get all the details so you can be part of the action. Then I want to remind everybody about another TOG tournament, which is going to be run next week. So that's going to be from the October 19th to the 22nd. That's the TOGtober tournament, which is run by Watch Hill, no, Black Hall Outfitters, my bad, I always do that. And um, 
It's 50 bucks to enter. And it, they have Calcuttas for false albacore, uh, black sea bass, uh, I think sea robin. I think I think there might even be one other uh, one other species in there. They're gonna have an awesome party at the end. They got cash prizes. They got tackle prizes. So head over to BlackHawlOutfitters.com. Go to the captain's log and then go to events, and that'll get you what you need to uh, get through and place an order for an entry. And it's a four-day tournament. It's always a good time. So head over there and check that out. And then the last thing is the giveaway, which is ongoing. Haven't seen too many entries over the last week. Had kind of strange weather, which may be contributing to that. Uh, but I do have a couple that are pretty solid. So um, if you don't know the drill, it's just got to be a picture of you with a recently caught fish. And you can email it to me at danderson@thefisherman.com, or you can text it to the number on the screen. On October 26th, I'm going to announce a new winner. They're going to get a uh, prize pack from Yuzuri. It's got a whole bunch of lures. It's got some leader material in there. And, um, and then we'll see. We'll probably start another one up after that. Um, so we'll see who wins. off up in Maine and definitely starting to feel like starting to feel like the fall run is grinding to a slow close up there still a few fish being caught and even some decent fish but we're seeing lots and lots of small stripers just running along the coast and that's usually the signal that uh, things are winding down so um, it's been a banner season up in Maine I don't think anybody's feeling too badly about that and, uh, you know, probably a couple more weeks and things are going to be pretty slow up there. So we'll keep an eye on it for you guys. Jumping down over the border into the northern part of Massachusetts, I've heard Plum Island has been tough. You know, the fishing up there, especially from the surf, has been, you know, just so-so. Small fish, not a lot of bait, and really even those small fish have been hard to find. Um, I don't think it's the end there. I think it's we're just in between waves. Uh, one place in that area that has been producing is the mouth of the Merrimack River. A lot of bait still coming out of the river and you know whatever fish are in the area are kind of concentrating there to eat that bait so if you're up there uh, that would definitely be a good place to concentrate on also still hearing about some good striped bass around cape ann it's slowed down a little bit but um some decent sized fish up there and decent numbers of fish as well so that's a place you can check out also going down into the plymouth area still not seeing that blitz action that we've seen over the last two years um, Water temps are still pretty warm, so it's still possible if that could happen, but the clock is starting to tick louder and louder, if you ask me. Um, may not happen, we'll see. But there are bluefish and bass on the offshore ledges. There are schools of bass along the beaches with, uh, you know, chasing some peanut bunker around, chasing some silver sides around. It just hasn't sort of coalesced into that big blitz that we saw uh, these last two years. Out on the Cape, the best striper fishing seems to be on the bay side right now. A lot of guys, a lot of surf guys in particular, are fishing the inlets, uh, you know, from the canal all the way out. And they're finding fish, but most of these fish are in the, like, 24 to 30-inch range. A uh, few in the mix up to 36 inches. A lot of guys fishing, like, plastic swimming plugs and stuff like that. That's, um, that's been the most popular plug in the area. But no really big fish to report from there. Going around the outside of the Cape, a lot of dirty water out there after that big you know, big groundswell we had over the weekend, so I haven't got too many reports from there. I would guess that up inside the estuaries has some stripers right now. 
Down into Nantucket Sound is where things start to get more interesting. Um, starting to get more tog reports from Nantucket Sound and Vineyard Sound. And some nice fish are being caught. Guys are getting them off the jetties, you know, um, but also just up inside the islands or any of those rocky structures in, you know, say like 5 to 20, 30 feet of water. Um, that's where most of the action has been. As far as Albies and Benito go, it's been decent numbers of Albies, especially around the vineyard. Seem to be a few more Albie reports coming from the Nantucket side, um, but overall, pretty good, um, pretty good reports for both species in that area. And as a bonus, the last week of the Derby that we're kind of going through right now seems like we're going to see another push of big bluefish. So that should make for a big finish, which is uh, pretty interesting and pretty awesome. Push through the islands into eastern Buzzards Bay, and that's another area where the togging has been exceptionally good. Uh, it really seems to be just percolating, coming to life right now. Getting up toward the canal, uh, there are albies outside and inside the canal. Um, what, I've hear, what I've been hearing about the albies inside the canal is that they've been out of reach a lot of times and very hard to get to bite. So uh, you can you know go and see what you can do, but it sounds like they've been tough to hook. Bass fishing inside the canal has been good, hasn't been phenomenal. Um, most of these fish are in the 30 to 40 inch class, uh, from what I've been hearing. And the better bite has definitely been at night. So guys jigging, guys throwing live eels are, uh, are doing more damage than the guys plugging in the daytime. But if you fish the ends, the west end or the east end, you got a better shot at some of that daytime action. And we're coming into a breaking tide now. Uh, so, you know, I would bet that it's going to pop off again. Just, there's just too much going on. So, uh, look for that to happen over this weekend and into early next week. And then heading out to Western Buzzards Bay, um, togging's been very good out there. Um, some striped bass out there, some albies out there, but really, after talking to Jason Colby over the weekend, it sounds like the tog fishing is great and, I mean, even better than what they expect at this time of the year. So, uh, very, very good fishing for tog out that way. And now before we wrap up the Massachusetts report, we'll check in quickly with James Jukes. Well, I just got off the water right on Plum Island and decided to make a little stop here on a local pond as well. See what's going here because there was nothing going on Plum Island. Uh, as far as the report goes, Dave, uh, if you're into fresh water, I'd be on the fresh water because the pike are active, the carp are active, and the trout stocking is active. I think most of that's done, but the trout are out there to hit. Uh, even heard of some largemouth being caught out on the island, Plum Island. I got nothing the last couple outings. Uh, perfect conditions last night. Spent five hours out there. Uh, no bait, no fish. Couldn't find anything. The guys to the north of us. Uh, in New Hampshire, I haven't heard anything from those guys, so it's hard to tell what's happening. Um, but the guys down in Gloucester, I know they're still finding fish out there. So if you're willing to make the trek out that way, you're more than likely going to find some. And even down towards Boston, uh, things are starting to really slow up. So who knows uh, how long this fall run's going to last. Uh, maybe through this next moon phase but even though I haven't caught a fish in three four days it's not stopping me from trying so we'll see what happens Dave but that's it from up this way 
jumping over into Rhode Island, um, you know, that offshore bite has been the big thing that everyone's been talking about these last few weeks. And right before this big blow came in over the weekend, things were looking good again. You know, it was kind of like, are they going to regroup? Are they going to come back together? Well, they did. And the fishing was very good. Then we got that big blow. And the early reports now, these last few days, are that the fish are nowhere to be found. That doesn't mean they're not going to regroup and reappear. But at the moment, uh, that crazy bite that we've seen for, I think, three weeks at least at this point has dispersed. So, um, you know, guys aren't seeing the sand eels now. They're not seeing the big schools of tuna. And they're not seeing the whales. They're not seeing the birds. They're not seeing really anything. So uh, either those fish just moved off the point that they were at and, uh, you know, guys will find them again or they've dispersed. We'll see what happens next week. Um, coming in closer to shore, uh, Quidnick Island has been one of the better areas to fish, especially for striped bass. And I mean, Quidnick Island is perfectly positioned, right? You got everything coming out of Narragansett Bay and you got uh, Quidnick Island just sitting there just kind of breaking the flow. So you've got mullet, you've got peanut bunker, you've got bass that have been up inside there, you've got albies that are traveling in and out and they all have to kind of go around uh, Aquidneck Island and then you know kind of find their way through so you know surf guys have been doing well I've been hearing about some decent fish uh, chasing mullet especially at night throwing soft plastics throwing anything that's moving fast these guys are doing well on that uh, there have been some big blitzes in the daytime too up to, you know fish in the 20 to 30 pound class have been caught in blitzes which is pretty exciting stuff and then the togging has been incredible uh, all around Aquidneck Island you got a lot of varied terrain there um, all different depths but you have that toggy structure you know big rocks big ledges and um, you know a lot of those fish that were weighed into the um, classic were caught in the you know close vicinity to uh, Quindic Island so definitely an area you want to take a close look at if you're going to be out togging uh, same could be said for Jamestown and the um, in the bay shore of Narragansett that whole area very very good for tog and a lot of bass um, moving in and out of that area day by day Getting out more toward Point Judith and the West Wall, it hasn't been as good, you know. Um, the West Wall has seemed to be having some trouble recovering from all these storms. We're not seeing the Albers, we're not seeing the Benito. Uh, there's been a few bass around Point Judith, but they've kind of been on and off. Uh, most consistent fishing along that whole area has been togging. So, I mean, just again, the togging in Rhode Island right now is off the charts. Uh, coming around the end of, um, of the West Wall and kind of going up along this... Soco beaches, that's where a lot of the best bass action has been. Breachways, Ninigrit Pond, um, really any place of moving water. There's a lot of bait, there are mullet coming out of those ponds, there's a lot of peanut bunker, there are silver sides, and uh, the striped bass fishing has just been phenomenal all through there. Uh, out toward Block, really hasn't, I really haven't heard a whole heck of a lot. Um, you know, there's a few bass, a few bluefish around the island, but the sea bass bite has been kind of off, and um, I haven't heard about anyone making any trips out there for togging. But um, that's a story in Rhode Island right now. Actually, one more thing. The best Albi fishing that we've seen over the last week, and again, we had this big blow over the weekend, and it remains to be seen uh, how these fish are going to regroup, but was out around, you know, Napa Tree and Watch Hill Point. That seemed to be the area where the most Albi action was. And that's what I have for you guys in Rhode Island. Let's check in now with our field correspondent, starting with TJ Kopecki. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It's nice for me to be back uh Back from Florida, uh, got back in time just to fish the Rhode Island Todd Classic. And uh, first and foremost, I just want to congratulate all who won uh, and uh, on their great earnings. And uh, to Crafty One for putting on a great tournament. Um, even though the weather was windy, I think it made that tournament 
very competitive. Um, it kept people off the ocean. Um, not everybody, I'm sure there were people out there fishing in the ocean, but it kind of kept people in the shallow water. But uh, basically that's right now and still going forward as we speak now, the Tatag is still holding in uh, some of the shallower waters. Um, I just don't think that the water is uh, cooled off enough for them to be in that 60 foot range, 70 foot range where we would normally find them this time of year. Uh, so continue to keep looking inside the bay in that 25, maybe 20. We, I got them like fishing 19 feet um, off a of Hope Island on the tournament day. So anywhere probably from 15 all the way to 30 or 40, we were finding them. Once we got in that deeper water, it was it's just a shy bite. So uh, continue inside that bay looking for fish in the shallow water, and I think you're going to score. Um, whether it's on a jig or using the conventional rig uh, to fish with them. Um, other stuff going on in Mount Hope Bay and in Narragansett Bay from Colt State Park all the way up and around up to the Taunton River. Uh, there is bait and there are lots of striped bass on that bait. So all you got to do is look for the birds. I mean, you don't even really need to look for the birds. You can just see the fish going nuts, uh, exploding on the bait inside the bay. Uh, some of the good spots have been off Colt State Park. Um, there's been some bluefish way up inside of Bristol Harbor, all the way up to the back entrance to Colt State Park. If you can get up there, there is a road you can just drive by and you can park on the side of the road and cast them ashore. You might have to just wait a little while. You'll see the fish coming. My friend Lindsay landed some nice bluefish in there uh, up to 15 pounds. So there are some big bluefish up in there. Give that a try from shore. Um, Mount Hope Bay from, oh geez, the Kikimut River across to the mouth of the Coles, to the mouth of the Lees River, all the way across the Gold Medal Bakery and Fall River. There are birds and bait working everywhere in that area if you're in a boat. Uh, there's all different uh, schools of them everywhere, so there's plenty of fish for everybody. I saw like a bunch of boats on one school when I was out there, and I just happened to see like three or four others, and we just got away from the fleet. And uh, we're able to fish our own little batch of striped bass, which are pretty much ranged from 20 to about 25 to 28 inches, uh, almost keeper size. So, but uh, real fun and they're real spunky. And uh, they are, when they hit it, you know they're hitting it and they're running hard with it. So, uh, very fun to catch. Uh, we landed probably 30, 40 fish uh, within an hour's time. So, uh, it's really, really. Uh, a good fishery right now. Um, there weren't many bluefish mixed in inside of Mohawk Bay and I'm not just sure if because the water's a little dirty and that water's definitely stained. I'm going to tell you that now. Um, but uh, I think going forward uh, we're still going to have a nice flux of uh, bluefish come through uh, with all this bait. Um, so I wouldn't quit on the bluefish and uh, there's still some um, great ground fishing up into Maho Bridge. Uh, there's still some good scup being caught. There's still some uh, black sea bass, some really good black sea bass uh, inside the bay. And uh, again, Tatog is, is another good option. So uh, hopefully this weekend's Norista that's coming doesn't really blow it out. Uh, Saturday looks good uh, to get out there before the uh, pressure change. Uh, you might do really well. So uh, other than that, we'll catch you next week. Tight lines.
Now let's check in with John Lee from JL Charters. Hey, John Lee, JL Charters, Point Judith, Rhode Island. Um, it looks like the tunas, those medium-sized school bluefins that were all around the, uh, the Suffolk area, that's kind of over or it's got to reset. Those fish maybe have gone west down towards the ranger, south of Montauk. I'm not going to go follow them. So the tuna season is likely over for me, short-lived, but I had a blast. Um, I've been doing some blackfish trips. Some are really good, some are on the slow side. And um, tomorrow I'm going cod fishing, give that a shot. Uh, we have another storm coming, so just a lot of weather days. But the next three seem beautiful. Um, anyway, I'll get back to you next week, thank you. Jumping over into Connecticut, um, the thing we have to talk about first and foremost is the TOG opener, which was Tuesday. And by most accounts, it kind of opened with a fizzle a little bit. Um, it might have just been that the, you know, the morning was pretty flat and then it just got rougher and rougher throughout the day. But a lot of guys struggled to find keepers, which is unusual. Um, and I think most guys found them you know, by the end of the day, but it, you know, it just didn't start off the way that I typically hear it. Uh, starting off at least from the guys that I spoke to. I don't doubt for a second that a few guys crushed them But um, most of the guys that I talked to fish east of the Connecticut River and they said it was a struggle. So um, I, I'm gonna chalk that up to You know just to the weather and I think by next week we'll have much better tog reports from that portion of Connecticut but um, yeah, kind of Kind of opened with a with a little bit of a fizzle like I said uh, the bluefish have moved back into the race, and a lot of guys are doing damage out there with diamond jigs or three-way bucktails. Some decent bass in the area, too. And then kind of throughout the eastern sound, if you can find pods of bunker, which have been kind of scarce, um, there's been some really big bass on them. You know, fish up well up to the 30-pound class and uh, probably a few touching 40. So uh, you got to put some time in looking for the bait because there's not really much else right now that seems to be holding these fish. But um, they are out there for the guys that are putting in the time to find them. So, uh, you know, do your homework and you may be rewarded. Heading up toward the Connecticut River, uh, you know, it's, things have been getting better in that area. Um, there's, there's really no runoff to worry about this week. And we've seen more bass coming out of the river. Fish, you know, from, from what I've seen, fish up to like 20 pounds. There hasn't been any really big monster fish. But there's been decent numbers of fish. Guys throwing soft plastics have been doing exceptionally well getting some top water action outside the mouth of the river also. And you know, at some of those places that concentrate the current, like Cornfield Point, like Hatchet's Reef or whatever, um, guys are finding some concentrations of a little bit bigger fish. Uh, so overall, I'd say the striped bass fishing has been pretty good out there. Porgy fishing, still amazing all throughout that region. Um, things have slowed down just a tick, but I mean, overall, it's just been really, really good. I uh, haven't heard too much about bluefish in that area. But if you want to catch bluefish, you want to head a little bit further west. Uh, guys are getting them around southwest and six mile. We're seeing, you know, I mean, not giant fish, but some decent sized fish. And um, same thing for the stripers, slot size stripers, a few bigger ones, a few smaller ones in the mix. And the porgy fishing again there has also been exceptionally good. Um, and that's also the area where we're hearing about the most algae action. Um, things have not changed too too much. I think the action slowed down a little bit from the fever pitcher last week, but they're still finding fish in that area. And you know the storm didn't do too much to dirty up the water in that region. So um, still seeing some albies in that region from the guys that I've been talking to. And then further out west, um, you know what? 
instead of just talking about it, let's just start the field correspondence right there. And we'll throw it over now to Max Finch from Fisherman's World. Hey everyone, Max here from Fisherman's World. And we got the tight line slam coming up this weekend. Taylor puts on a great tournament. We're fully stocked up on all the gear you need. The fishing has been amazing. You know, there's been albies in actually the mouth of our harbor. There's big bluefish in our harbor chasing peanut bunker. We just got the new albie erasers in from uh, Hoagie. These have been deadly. You can use these on the bass, the albies. This is perfect too to cast when you have a really stiff wind. They cast way better than albie snacks. They're almost like a pencil hybrid, so they cut right through. And then we got uh, Gravity Tackle's new four inch paddle tails. And then we got a restock of his bigger ones. These are deadly for the stripers. Diamond Jig and 11B's been good, 28C. The mouth of the Saugatuck had albies. Along our beaches is really good. Virtually, you know, blind casting around structure. Anywhere you find peanut bunker, you can find some fish. Blackfish opens up tomorrow. We'll have crabs. The shallow water bite has been fantastic. So thanks and good luck. Now we'll check in over by the Connecticut River with Mike Roy from Real Cast Charters. Hey guys, for this week's fishing report, yesterday was the Blackfish or Tatog opener. Uh, as expected, the blackfish are shallower because the water temps are still warm. Uh, as the temps start to drop, they should move deeper. The black sea bass fishing is really good. And you're going to catch a mix of black sea bass, porgies, and blackfish um, right now because the water is still warm. Uh, but this is a great time of year to pretty much catch everything in Long Island Sound. The striper fishing is very good. Uh, false albacore are still feeding heavily on bay anchovies, and there are still a lot of bluefish blitzing on the surface. So you can pretty much go out and catch every species right now. Um, so get out there and good luck. And I know Rowan was up at up in Pulaski, New York this week, so I think we're gonna get a little taste of that and maybe some local stuff as well. So let's check in now with Rowan Lytle. Hey everybody, uh, coming to you today from a random rest stop somewhere in uh, New York or Massachusetts. I'm not sure where I am now. Uh, just on the way back down from Pulaski, I had some pretty good fishing uh, with some very snappy kings uh, in the Salmon River. Uh, pretty good for up there. Uh, a lot more aggressive than I'm used to, eating some pretty sizable streamers. Uh, back at home, it's looking like the Connecticut River is leveling off a little bit. Of course, we're going to get another shot of rain over the weekend, uh, and we're coming into some more fall-like weather cooler nights and cooler days. Uh, expect the larger panfish to push back into a lot of the marinas and coves, uh, and that should provide some pretty good fishing for crappie and yellow perch. Uh, of course, I like to fish for those with light fly rods, uh, but it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic time of year to target them on light spinning gear and small jigs as well. Little hair jigs, small curly tails, small paddle tails, things like that. Uh, the pike fishing should pick up as the water temperature drops as well, uh, so look for that to get better. Uh, hopefully we continue with these more stabilized flows, uh, kind of accepting that high water is going to just continue to be the program uh, for the foreseeable future in the river. Good luck everyone. And we'll wrap up the Connecticut report with Matt Stone from Black Hall Outfitters. What's up everybody, Matt here at Black Hole Outfitters with this week's fishing report. Uh, a lot going on right now. Uh, really good weather in October, aside from those rainstorms that keep kind of timing every weekend. Uh, we've got lots of stripers, a lot of bluefish on the surface, a lot of blitzes, uh, birds diving, bait flying through the air, things like that. 
Um, Alvies have moved in locally pretty well in the Central Sound. We have them um, pretty much all on the Central Sound um, and Eastern Sound. Um, reports kind of are changing every day as they do with Alvies. Um, bigger baits seem to be the key for the Alvies. Um, they've been on big silver epoxies, big Alvie snacks, um, things like that. Long, thin, uh, white and silver baits. Um, pink and electric chicken have done well um, too, along with white Alvie snacks. Um, those have always done well um, traditionally too. Um, so those are pretty good right now. Sea bass has been good deep. Um, and of course, uh, we had the tog opener um, recently on October 10th. That bite started off uh, very strong. Anglers all reported really good days. A lot of fish hitting the cooler, a lot of fish hitting the deck. Um, we've hear, heard that they are shallow. Um, so you can start anywhere as shallow as 10 feet if you got the right structure going on. Um, 10 to 25 to 30, happy, uh, happy depths. Um, using the lightest jigs or rigs that you can get away with, that's always good to do, make a more natural presentation. Um, green crabs, the usual Asians, if you got them or can find them. And uh, tog season's off to a start. Fall is rolling here, and uh, we hope you guys get out there and enjoy it. Now we're going to take a short flight down to Costa Rica and hear what's going on in paradise. Hey there, guys. Good afternoon, and this is Ben Gilmore from down here in Costa Rica. This week's fishing report, I'm bringing you from the Caribbean coast of Costa Rica. Now down here, it's peak tarpon season right now. September and October are the peak months of the year. Lots and lots of big tarpon with fish over 150 pounds possible down here. It's a mecca for fly fishermen in the southern coast of Costa Rica and the northern coast as well. Some beautiful river mouths, mangroves, and we fish um, in the breakers next to the ocean. So some of you guys probably didn't know about our tarpon fishery, but check it out, guys. Over on the Pacific coast right now, Marina Pez Vela, it's peak Dorado season. We got tons and tons of Dorados. Boats this week have been catching 15, 20 Dorados per day. Some most fish 15 to 20 pounds, but some big guys in there, 40, 50 pounders as well. There's been striped marlin, blue marlin, sailfish, and yellowfin tuna. Check us out, guys. This is Ben Gilmore from the Marina Pez Vela and Jackpot Sport Fishing. Back to you. And that's what I have for you guys in the reports this week. Hopefully, they're going to inspire you to get out there. Fishing's been pretty good in spite of this parade of storms. You just gotta, you know, pick your pick your times to go and and make it happen when you can. If you're not a subscriber to The Fisherman Magazine, I highly recommend you head over to our website. That's thefisherman.com. There's enough free content on there to give you a full taste of what we offer. We cover everything from Delaware all the way up to Maine in every angling discipline you can think of in between. We do some travel stuff, surf stuff, offshore, inshore, kayak, paddleboard, it's all there. Uh, head over to the website, check that out. If you're still not convinced, at the very least, give us a like and subscribe here on YouTube and hit that little bell thing down there so you get a notification every time we post something new. I appreciate you guys for watching, and we'll see you next week.